It's the weekend, so relax and listen to some stories the whole family can enjoy. That's right, it's the Saturday Story Circle, here on the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated G for general audience. Chapter 7 The mayor sat quietly and gazed out the window as he waited for Chief O'Malley to calm down. Often the sight of his honor, staring gravely into the middle distance, was enough to rein O'Malley in. The mayor noted with some chagrin that this policy seemed to be growing less and less effective with every passing day. The mayor tried to conduct himself in political matters with the dignity and reserve he had learned in his previous profession as an undertaker. He provided an island of calm reserve in a turbulent sea of emotion, just as he always had. It was a policy that had served him well in both occupations. Few of his officials' emotional outbursts were more extreme than the grief of the recently bereaved. But for Chief O'Malley, it was quite a different matter where the Red Panda was concerned. A glance at the clock confirmed that the chief had passed the seven-minute mark for this morning's tirade and showed no sign of slowing down. At last the mayor broke his stoic silence. For heaven's sake, O'Malley, is all this really necessary? O'Malley wheeled around from the trench he had been wearing in the carpet in the mayor's office. He seemed slightly startled, as if he had quite forgotten someone else was there. Necessary? Just look at this headline. O'Malley dropped a copy of the Chronicle on his honor's desk. Terrific twosome thwart train terror blazed the headline above a slightly out-of-focus photograph of a man's back, which witnesses claimed belonged to the Red Panda, and beside a portrait of two women smiling broadly for the press. Train terror, indeed. They caught a purse-snatcher on the station platform, O'Malley grunted indignantly, jabbing his meaty index finger into the newspaper. Do you have some objection to the purse-snatcher being caught? countered the mayor, an eyebrow arched as if ready to pick a fight. O'Malley gaped for a moment. The mayor's office had always officially backed him up on all matters pertaining to the application of law and order. The possibility of a sea change brewing had simply never occurred to him. With all due respect, Mr. Mayor, that is hardly the point, isn't it? The mayor rose from his seat. He was a full four inches shorter than O'Malley, but he strode away from the chief rather than confront him directly, making his way to the window and forcing the chief to speak to his back. No one is questioning the dedication or efficacy of your police force, O'Malley, but they cannot be everywhere. And there is simply no denying that these masked heroes are vigilantes, the chief corrected sharply. There is no denying, the mayor pressed on, ignoring the interruption, that they have done immense good in the public interest. Their recent campaign against organized crime has cleared the way for him and that partner of his to take over the rackets themselves, O'Malley growled. The mayor turned sharply back to O'Malley. And have you the slightest scrap of evidence to support that allegation? Allegation, the chief said, his cheeks reddening. Do I have to remind you this is an outlaw we're discussing? An outlaw who is entitled to the same presumption of innocence as any other citizen, Chief O'Malley. There was a bewildered pause that the chief finally broke with a shake of his head. I am sorry, sir, I don't keep track of these things. Is this an election year? Now it was the mayor's turn to bristle. What are you suggesting, O'Malley? I am suggesting that tying your political fortunes to the public's adoration of this madman is a feat of lunacy. They'll build him a statue for saving an old lady's purse, but they'll scream for his head when he finally crosses the line and kills someone, and then where will you be? 
A small sneer crossed the mayor's face. Don't try and give me a politician's answer, O'Malley. You don't care about my electoral fate one way or another. You resent that he makes your police force look bad. The two men were almost nose to nose now. I resent that these masked menaces are applauded for using methods that my police force would be tarred and feathered for approaching. Yes, why wouldn't I? Then you admit that the Red Panda's goals are in support of law and order, just as yours are, said the mayor triumphantly. I admit nothing of the kind, thundered the chief. Unless the agents of justice are answerable to the legal system, the courts, and the people, what they offer is just another form of lawlessness. And you might appreciate it today, but if you don't like it tomorrow, exactly what do you propose to do about it? There was a pause while the mayor considered this. He drew back and lowered his tone of voice. Well, it's a very popular form of lawlessness, O'Malley, and you might do worse than to remember that. O'Malley sighed. He could only fight battles on so many fronts at once. What is it you would have me do, Mr. Mayor? The mayor sat back behind his desk, exasperated. No one is asking you to endorse the Red Panda's activities, O'Malley, but if you could just be less outspoken against him. Every time you tear a strip off him in public, I get a dozen calls asking me if I support your stance. You put me in a position of taking a very unpopular stand or displaying a public lack of confidence in your office. I ask again, Mr. Mayor, what would you have me do? Put him on the payroll? We don't even know who he is, for heaven's sakes. So find out if you must, O'Malley, the mayor shot back. Learn his identity, and then if he does cross the line, if he does become a public menace, you and your men will be able to bring him to swift justice. But learn it quietly, and no one ever need know. O'Malley stroked his well-trimmed mustache at the thought. I have your support for this plan. The mayor looked sternly at his chief of police over the rims of his glasses. Up to the moment that anyone asks me about it, Chief. Anyone at all. So keep this quiet. O'Malley gave a curt nod of his head and left the mayor's office before his honor could see the smile playing about his lips. As far as O'Malley was concerned, the Red Panda had crossed the line the moment he took the law into his own hands. The public may love their man of mystery, but when faced by the man behind the mask and forced to recognize his true motivations, they'd change their tune quickly enough. But the mayor was right. This had to be done quietly, and the press seemed to have spies in every department at police headquarters. This would require extraordinary measures. But O'Malley was certain of one thing. The Red Panda's days were numbered. Of that, he had no doubt. This is Jack Ward, and on behalf of everyone here at the Mutual Audio Network, we wish you, your family, and all your friends safe harbor during these difficult times.